This is a special multi-part series called Have Gi Will Travel, A Philosophical Journey. If you don't want to wait for new episodes to drop, you can listen to or watch this entire series as a supercut on Patreon or Ko-Fi. Part 11. This is not a self-help guide. I'm not saying do it like me, or to do it at all. I'm just telling you what I did, and how I felt when I did it. It's not easy. At times, your body, your spirit, and your bank account will be depleted. I had some savings, and was fortunate enough to have so many people willing to help me. But you need more than that. You need Stoic or Buddhist indifference and confidence. Indifference in the things that are outside your control and confidence that you will land on your feet no matter what. And if you don't land on your feet, the indifference to be okay with that. When I took my trip, I wasn't hoping for the best. I was open to anything, not just the good things. That means falling flat on my face. I made peace with being broke, getting hurt, being embarrassed, and even dying. You can do things while being completely positive, but that seems like another form of slavery. I was open to all that was new, the good and the bad and the weird and the boring. Sure, I had my preferences, but I wasn't blind to the possibilities of what could occur on the road. What ought to be and what will be are not the same. And I wanted to plug into reality, not unplug because I didn't dare to enter the world with my eyes open. You're not leaping into the unknown if you think you already know everything that will happen, all of which are positives. Then you're just taking your roles and delusions wherever you go. From experience and as a martial artist, I promise you, if you see the world as you think it's supposed to be, predeterministic, rather than the way it is, you will get hurt, both physically and mentally. But if you leap with your eyes open, you will see the world in all its textured tapestry. It's not about motivating yourself to do something out of your character. It's about changing your character. Break out of your self-perceived role of who you should be and who you think you are. Get out from under the pressure of what you think you're used to and what you think you know and don't know. You don't know anything. And prepare to fall in love with thinking, with philosophy, because you're going to be spending a lot of time by yourself. And if you don't fall in love with it, you won't last. Or even worse, you'll lose your mind. All the driving and nights alone, I had a chance to think about everything, twice. It made me a better thinker. It gave me a philosophy to live by. I might not have been promoted in martial arts for a while, but through the road, I earned my black belt in critical thinking. But then again, I know a lot of people who spent as much time alone with their thoughts and got institutionalized. So, yeah, to each their own. You have the freedom to take risks. Part 12. Wanderlust. There's a bittersweet nostalgia to travel. You meet some people for only a day, sometimes only an hour. What remain are feelings, ghosts, imprints that people have left in you. That's part of it. Nothing will be permanent. You can't keep any experience and you can't collect people 
You have to be there when you're there, and then set it aside and move on. Some call this melancholia. The Japanese call this mono no oware, the understanding of impermanence. But I call it wanderlust. Anyone can go on a vacation, but to wander takes courage. For every hello, there are just as many goodbyes. It can be hard, but you can grow from it. Each beginning is a chance to adopt something new, and each ending is a chance to drop something old. As a wanderer, you often get to see people at their best. Meeting you allows them to break out of their routines, and you get a glimpse of who they were as children, curious and playful. And anyone can be on their best behavior for a short time. They will carry that memory with them, and you will be informed by everyone you meet. This gives you the opportunity to grow and curate the things you want to keep with you, to each their own. There are those who dislike new people, who are suspicious of them. I, however, never met them. This doesn't mean they do not exist. It's a matter of probability. I only met people who wanted to meet me. It's a natural filter. You either get good interactions or no interactions, mostly. But as I said, anything can happen. So let's confront the elephant in the room. People have an allergy to boredom, but it's not like a peanut allergy. This one is 100% in your control, and I made peace with boredom. Rather than an allergy, I value it. It is the first and best resistance training in developing patience, mindfulness. And creativity, boredom is invaluable. Part thirteen: Learning Compassion. Through these experiences, I got to develop an internal muscle that mostly gets ignored: compassion. We've all heard of empathy. All of us naturally have it, some more than others. Some will develop it more than others. But compassion is different. It's the ability to care about people, even in the absence of empathy. It's passion for others without expectations, judgments, or attachments. Stoic and Buddhist indifference. An EMT who is overly empathetic can't do her job. A compassionate EMT cares for people without having to suffer with them. She can continue her work and do more good. You can empathize with your high school friend who's in the hospital. Your brain, however, can't physically empathize with all the people in China. That amount of suffering would overload your brain. But it can feel compassion for them. I care about all the people I've met, but I have not attached myself to them. Otherwise. How could I keep saying goodbye and go to new places? Empathy can't care about someone you only knew for a few minutes, but you can have compassion for them. And if I became cold and sociopathic to avoid personal suffering, why would I care about meeting new people? To become a better person, I had to learn compassion. This opened me up to care about all people, even those I'll never know. 
I can't empathize with all of them, but I can honestly say I care. Compassion, like boredom, is uncommon advice. It's something you won't learn unless you do those things that are uncommon. Everyone wants empathy, but it's draining, and you can't help anyone if you're drained. Compassion is your shield. Being overly empathetic leads to codependence. Compassion might not be what the other person wants, but it's usually what both of you need. Any robot can be polite, but only a human being can be kind. Sometimes kindness means not being polite and not giving people what they want, but rather what they need. Compassion is love, and love knows when to be tough. Politics and media love empathy. They want you to take everything personally, to care about one over the many, to suffer for ratings. Buddhists and Stoics value compassion. Don't act or care because you are personally suffering. Act and care because it is the right thing to do. Otherwise, you won't act when you don't feel the suffering of others, and that's the majority of problems out there. When I worked as a loan officer. There were a handful of people I really helped, where I wasn't motivated by commission. I used those anecdotal stories to prove to myself I was doing a good deed. Look at Mrs. Hernandez. I helped her. This allowed me to ignore all the other people I didn't help. I shut off my compassion for the many and spotlighted my bias for the few. This is how it works. You show how a program helped one person. And you ignore all the other people it hurt, or the opposite: show how it hurt one person and ignore all the other people it helped. We all have empathy, just as we all have binary thinking, but most of us lack compassion, just as we lack granular thinking. Empathy is important; it's why we have it, but it's an old part of our brain designed for more personal situations. It's tribal. And not equipped for broad swaths of people. In this interconnected global world, the modern instinct has to be compassion. Not just meeting a new person on occasion, but meeting whole new groups consistently, has taught me that I need more than empathy. With empathy, it's too easy to use your energy and resources ineffectively, because your knee-jerk reaction compels you to. It's better to channel that energy to where your resources can best be used, while maintaining your staying power. Empathy, like willpower, diminishes over time. Compassion doesn't. If you don't want to wait for the next episode of Have Gee Will Travel, you can listen to or watch this entire series as a supercut on Patreon or Ko-Fi.